This is Ray, Manchester United supporter and P1 supporter. Fuck the rest of the league. Red Devils are going to win this shit. Peace out, baby. Oh, and you're listening to the DU Football Show. Uh, sure. At least somebody at United is going to get a trophy this season. <laughs> I mean, you could have did us a solid and just rolled over and died and played like shit like you've been doing for the last <laughs> month. But, but no, you had to get lucky a couple times and fucking screw us over. Fuck the goddamn Prem. Let's start the show. Born in the land of Bowie, Maryland. Bred to be a fan of fucking Everton. Punch you in the eye and drink your rye. Sam Houston. Sam Houston? Arsenal fans have another Sam. Right AA, the fucking Gooner Graham. Smell of a lord, but straight and short. Sam Graham, hey. Sam Graham. Hello and welcome to the DU Football Show, a completely biased recap of the English Premier League is told by two common American schmucks. I'm your host, Sam Houston. And across the way from me, the man that desperately wants to build a snowman, my co-host, Mr. Samuel Graham. Sammy, how you doing, buddy? Doing pretty good. How are you? I'm hanging in there, you know. Uh, an accomplished day today. Okay. Just got a lot of little tiny knick-knacky things done. You know, one of those days where you go, yeah, I, I lifed today. Yeah. I took care of life shit today. You yeah. just feel good about it. All so right. That's, that's how I feel. That was know? me yesterday. Yeah, see? Yeah, you, know, you have that day and you're like, yeah. Guess what's getting delivered tomorrow? <clears throat> what's getting delivered tomorrow? Basement beer fridge. Ah, he finally has the basement beer fridge. Extra full refrigerator for the house. Uh huh. Um, little on the small side for a, a full refrigerator, but still a full refrigerator. It's as tall as I am, three feet wide, mm-hmm. two and a half feet deep. You know, whatever. It's a full fridge. Um, but that's getting delivered tomorrow. Guess how much we got it for? How much? Three hundred eighty-three dollars after tax out the door. Free Fan- delivery. Fantastic. Twenty-three well percent off for Black Friday. Mm-hmm. $50 gift card from a sales rep friend for the housewarming. Mm-hmm. When we signed up for Verizon at the new house, $200 Home Depot gift card. S- applied both of those towards it. So the $840 freezer ends up walking out the door at home with us for $383. Very good. Freezer Dang. or fridge, you mean? It's a fridge freezer. So okay, very it's good. a top load kind of old school freezer. Oh, okay. Very good. Oh, yeah. All right, LG, very good. baby. All right. Well, um,. Very excited. So cold beer in a basement. We'll have to walk upstairs. All right, well, expectation. You and I will be less close to dying then. Well, no, you just need to go ahead and uh, take care of that, uh, you know, 30 rack ice house. Go ahead and put that on in there because <laughs> daddy's going to need his uh, ice cold, refreshing ice house every time he comes over. <clears throat> yeah. Maybe. As I dribble it all over the front of myself. <laughs> We're recording at the DU Public House just outside the nation's capital. You can check us out on all podcast platforms. And of course, streaming live every single Monday night. Should you want to chat with us, there is many ways that you can. Mr. Graham, tell the good people how they can get in touch. Absolutely. It is at DU Football Show on all the social medias and DU Football Show at gmail.com to get in touch via email. All right. You know what? I'm not even fucking wasting any time. Sam and myself both work in the wine and spirit industry and both have a deep, passionate love for all things distilled spirits. So as the red-blooded Americans we are, we've got to have a drink in our hand throughout this show and every single show. I am rushing to it because I am excited as shit to try it. I'm surprised. Again, never doubt our ability to get something we want. Yeah. Mr. Graham, 
tell the good people what we're enjoying today. We are uh, going to enjoy a wee dram of Whistle Pig, the Boss Hog, Everton's 10-point deduction. I mean, uh, X, <laughs> number 10, uh, Whistle Pig, Boss Hog, the Commandments. Uh, this is a barrel-proof whiskey, 106.4 proof. Uh, that's 53.2 if you're counting at home. Uh, ours came from barrel number 14, in case you were wondering. This one is quite interesting of a read. I'm just going to do the blurb from the website because they, you know, know what they're talking about. Boss Hog X transcends tradition with a double finish inspired by our own land of milk and honey. Each barrel of straight rye whiskey is aged in new American oak before completing its journey in two unorthodox finishing barrels. The first is seasoned with our own experimental spirit. Distilled from why, rye and whey, excuse me, I don't know how I mixed mm-hmm. those two words together, but I did. Uh, infused with aromatic resins, Mel, that should get you excited, mm-hmm. uh, from the genera commonly known as frankincense and myrrh. Thus, taking it back to the old country, milk and honey. Right. Uh, delivering notes of creme brulee, lemongrass, and rosemary to the final whiskey. The second and final finish is aged in craft mead casks. Offering a mellow, round, uh, round-bodied finish with hints of red berries and freshly crushed black pepper. The result, thousands of years worth of wonder condensed into a bottle of biblical proportions, righteously rendered at barrel proof. Um, so let's see if that lives up to the website blurb. The the nose is delightful. I haven't taken a sip yet. Um, I definitely get a lot of lemon. You get a lot of that honey from obviously the mead. Yeah, there's. I get a lot of honey. Yeah, a little bit of tannin as well. Um, I almost get the the pepper on the nose. So I almost get a little spicy note on the finish of the nose there. Mm-hmm. That yeah. um, almost like a lemon pepper. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll give you that. Give you that. The um. This is the second Boss Hog from Master Blender Megan Ireland. Mm-hmm. It was previously Pete Lynch, and then Pete Lynch was trained by, obviously, the Dave late Pickerel. great Dave Pickerel. Yep. We saw with last year's a lot of nose, but a little different in the flavor, a little more softer and nuanced. I'm, I'm wondering if maybe that's more M- Megan's style. Um, and how she does things. I like again. I haven't tasted yet, but the thing I knew with with Pete, and you know, I know Pete well. Um, he was always very bold and aggressive in his flavors. Yeah. So, <clears throat> I'm I'm almost getting like a baking spice over the middle now too, on right. the nose. The nose that is could lovely. be like the creme brulee there. Uh, one hundred six, one hundred six. You said that's that's interesting because they're normally like in that like one fifteen, one eighteen range. So yeah, one hundred six point four. I don't one. have an issue with it being a little lower. You know, if it's gonna if it's the barrel's good, the barrel's good. It doesn't matter what the proof is. Well, let's get a taste in here. Mm. It's supple. Ooh. I get the honey. Big honey. Definitely get the it's honey. It's a lot of honey up front for me. <clears throat> a lot of lemon, which is frankincense, has that kind of lemony, lemony yeah. thing. Uh, Almost mer- acidic. Myrrh is going to be a little tannic, which I get a little tannin into mm-hmm. it. So the resin barrel gives it a little backbone. The kind of finish so is almost... So like- it's not just all sweet. That kind of finish is almost like a, a, like a spicy burnt marshmallow mm. mm-hmm. on the end. I like it. 
It sounds strange, but I like it. I definitely get creme brulee, like that sugary, mm-hmm. creamy, like burnt sugar. Yeah, mm-hmm. but it, it but it's, it's but it's has, a cream. Like I said, it's almost like a burnt marshmallow. Yeah, it's definitely but, uh, got it's some, good. It's definitely got some viscosity to it, some creaminess, and it lays definitely. on the tongue. <clears throat> Knocked out of the park with this one. Um, I think I'm, this one's exceptional. I'm very, very, Just very much like this one. Amazing flavors. Um, this one's yeah. exceptional. You know, it's uh. Yeah, like I said, with with last year's again, whenever we're talking about bottles like this, we're we're being, it's it's like a chef on Top Chef, and you say they didn't add enough salt, right? You're like you're be just being picky. Um, <clears throat> my only issues with last year is the big nose didn't necessarily resonate in flavor. Like mm-hmm. I didn't like when I smelt that big fig, I really wanted to taste big fig. Here I smell honey and, and taste, I honey. taste honey, yeah. so that that connections there. Z- this is a delightful fucking bottle of whiskey. This is very good. Uh, it usually retails around six hundred bucks, so yep. she be careful be with cheap. this. And it is a uh, a pleasure to and a privilege to have it. Um, and you know, pat us on the back for you know being who we are. Yeah, knowing knowing people to get things done. That's right. And uh, whenever we drink something like this, Mister Cram, how should we drink it? Get fucking shit face. <laughs> Because it's delicious. No, I'm just kidding. Always make sure to drink responsibly, of course. I love it. Let's get into the action, Mr. Graham. Cheers. Cheers to you, sir. Cheers to the governor. Listen to all those perfect clinks going around. I like it. It kind of made me horny. (laughs) (laughs) What a way to start. start. (laughs) Graham's Graham's Randy tonight. (laughs) On Sunday, all eyes were on Goodison Park. And the storyline had nothing to do with the match that was about to be played, more so about the people that were watching it. Manchester United 3, Everton nil. Goodison was fucking insane, dude. Yes, it was <laughs> a fucking cauldron. I mean, I just it was it was weird because you can you can sense the absolute anger from the crowd. Oh, big time. But trying to do it in a way of we're behind you boys, right? Because, like, mm-hmm. you could, it was, it was never anger at the boys on the pitch. It was never anger at, at for once the it's coach. not anger at the board. Yeah. I mean, it's the board got us here. We're well, here no, no, because no. of that. Of course. But there was, it's almost, you almost got the sense a little bit. Mushiri's like, obviously, everyone at the club is going to be disappointed because it kind of devalues the club then a bit for right, what of the asking price would be. But you almost got to think that in the back of his mind, he's like, oh, silver learning. They're not looking at me right now. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? And that lasted for three minutes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know what? It's, it's, it's funny about that. We talk about the emotion and, and, and the cauldron and the craziness and how psycho the, the stadium was and the atmosphere and everything else. What do you need to do with that? 19-year-old South American makes total sense. Yeah. Why the fuck wouldn't it have been a 19-year-old South American? Right. Fucking wonder goal. Exactly. A, a fucking, fucking wonder goal. Bro, you know what? The the move was pretty slick up mm-hmm. until the cross, which was horrific. Yeah. The cross was terrible. Yeah, Garnacho fully out to it. Garnacho fully fucking improvised that and it was amazing. What a goal that was. It was better than Wayne Rooney's against City. And you can't blame you can't blame uh what's a phaser? You can't blame Young for not going out to him. You, you, I wouldn't have gone out to him. You don't think he has any shot at that fucking uh-uh. thing. Like it just it was perfectly fucking hit. I mean it Yeah, was, I mean Pickford can't do anything unless he turns into Inspector Gadget all of a sudden. Yeah. <laughs> With those little arms, what's even he gonna do there? Arms, even normal arms <laughs> wouldn't have gotten to that. Um but yeah, no. I mean, I just thought it was funny that that Garnacho all season has been actually one of the players for me after the way he ended last campaign. 
um, disappointed me, you know, at the beginning of this season for Manchester mm-hmm. United uh, because he showed so much promise. And it's just funny we always talk about how insane South American football is, you know, and, and how those players kind of deal with those atmospheres. You think right. of like Boca Juniors of River Plate. Mm-hmm. You think of, you know, the the two Montevideo clubs uh, in Uruguay and how, yeah. like, you know, somebody normally gets stabbed outside and yeah, like all that kind of shit. Complete insane. And like, so this atmosphere, you could see the European players are kind of nervous and like the mm-hmm. things were, you know, I mean, I think y'all had a chance right off the kickoff, essentially, you yeah. know? Oh, yeah. I mean, it, it was a little testy there for a second. And then the guy goes, oh, you know what? This is just like home. Yeah. Fucking bicycle <laughs> kick. Yeah. Yeah, it's like, what? <laughs> <laughs> um, worth mentioning, uh, of course, uh, all of the faithful at Goodison, and you could see it all throughout the stadium at the uh, beginning as they walked out. Of course, they were booing up until the moment that the boys walked on the pitch for uh, when Zed Cars was playing. And because they before that, changing. isn't it the Premier League anthem that well, plays, no, right? They do it after that. Oh, they do so it they after come that. come out, okay. they line up, and as they line up and start to play the Premier League anthem, the whole place just erupts in a loud boo. And everybody is holding up. The entire stadium is just nothing but the pink Premier League logo with the word corrupt underneath it. Yeah. I mean, it's fucking everywhere. You couldn't see a blank spot. Like, oh, yeah. like everyone was holding one up. And then that goal happens. And like you and I were talking a little bit offline. Everton, the, the place got a little quiet. Yeah. And, I mean, how could you not? And then at the 10 minute mark, all the signs went up again. And you couldn't make out the chant at first, but if you listen carefully, you hear them saying the Premier League is a fucking joke. Yep. And they chanted that for a straight fucking minute, and Everton turned it on. They start getting shots. They're really putting they're really putting Manchester United on their back heels. And and honestly, Everton had the better chances throughout this game. Overall, yes. United was just clinical. United yeah. did an For old once, school which, yeah. an old school Fergie job. Like the weather the storm, go up one nothing. Opportune time at the start of the second half, go up two nothing. Yep. Put it away near the end. They was just they didn't do much exceptionally well. No. Everton really took it to him. It just Everton could not put the ball in the back of the fucking net and go figure. Onana suddenly knows how to make saves and play goalie. Yeah. Do you remember he was <laughs> the, a goalkeeper? The most Everton th- that yeah, thing no fucking ever. That's yeah. Um it it was it was a pretty wild game. It was you could tell the players were feeding off the crowd. You could tell, you know, that the the crowd was feeding off the players. I mean that the energy in that building was was intense. And I thought United managed that well uh for the first time this season, really. Mm-hmm. Um, because they are actually coming into this game, they are the form team in the league. Right. Well, I mean, also they've let's... gotten twelve more points in the last eight games or so, like twelve points in the last seven games or whatever it is. Um, that they're they're right. actually the form team in the league right now. And we also said they were going to do that after the, after they lost to City. We were like, they're going to win games. They're not going to win them pretty. And which is what which they did right. With the eye test would show you that they are not the form team in the Premier League. <laughs> right. Until Garnacho elevated them back to an elite club status let's let's see how they look against newcastle this next week yeah you know that that really is the question uh spoiler alert to my bet of the week i've got newcastle winning yeah because i i mean even though they won three nothing the score line is not indicative of what that match was at all no at all Uh -uh. um and uh i'll go ahead and say it right now absolutely a penalty it was absolutely a penalty he he got him with the toe it was it's a foul 
And I can understand why the ref called it a dive at first because he was directly behind the play. And it looks just like he's going over looking for a foul. But, you know, it soft. Yeah, it was soft. But that's that is that's the nature of it. That's right? this modern day. What do, what, what do we, and what do we always say? Don't get put yourself in a position to give the referee. Decision and we're going to say that a couple of more times today about yeah, other matches. No shit. Don't put yourself in a situation to get uh, yourself uh, looked at by the referee. Don't give him a decision to make. Here's something very interesting. That should have been a second yellow. He should have been sent off, shouldn't he have? Yeah, possibly, yeah. I got a theory. Okay. That ref was afraid there would, would flat out be a legitimate fucking riot if he handed a second yellow card. Yeah. And I don't think he's wrong in thinking that. Remind people to who <laughs> and for what? Uh, to Ashley to Young. To Ashley Young. Yeah, yeah Ashley okay. Young for the, uh, for the penalty. <laughs> for a second, I couldn't remember what the fuck you were talking about. Yeah, Ashley Young with the penalty, and, and it was especially considering that like McTominay had three fouls literally in a five minute span and got a talking to and didn't get a, didn't get a card, but Decore got a card for arguing with the ref about it. And it was like, he just committed three hard fouls in yeah. five minutes and you've already given our guy a yellow card in Ashley Young, which that yellow didn't card. Didn't Decore have the captain's armband on or is that Pickford? Uh, it's tech. It's a uh, Tark. Tarkovsky. Oh, it's Tarkovsky. Yeah. Tarkovsky's number one. Pickford's number two. Um, well, technically, Coleman is number one. Right, which, yeah, but he's been which, out by injured. The way, yeah. Coleman was on the bench. Yeah, he's coming back, which oh, is good. God. This is fo- following the leg break he sustained with mm-hmm. Ireland, isn't it? No, no, no. This was a injury at the end of the season with Everton. Okay. Yeah. Um, but but you're going to need him in the, this run-in. I mean, <laughs> oh, yeah. and, and here's the other thing, right? I mean, we've talked about it a few times off, off air, of course, mm-hmm. but um, and, and you have this as your, your last talking point mm-hmm. here is uh, is the upcoming schedule. Well, let's let's do that in just a moment. First and foremost, I want to go ahead and uh, go ahead and take the shot. That's it's what it is. I'm the players played for the badge. The crowd was there for the team. It just didn't work out this day. Keep doing that. We'll be all right. Like we'll get it figured out, and we'll come on to what they have for the schedule coming up. But yeah, we find ways to to pull off fucking little miracles from time to time. And I feel like if that attitude stays the same, Everton's going to be fine. I'm just hoping you don't run out of miracles by the time it's all said <laughs> and done. Cause after the last two seasons of escaping relegation, yeah. that could be, you know, well, it's the it's best just, stadium in the championship I, again. I've got my thoughts. <laughs> I got my thoughts on that, which we'll get to in a moment to, to, to end, but do the quick shot here. Uh, I I do real quick before you finish up and and go on what I'm sure is going to be an epic rant. Mm-hmm. Uh, I do want to um, point out. I think it was on uh, uh, X um, Twitter dot com that <laughs> um, the Premier League didn't they put a statement out about with the Premier League corrupt signs. Didn't they put a statement out saying something along the lines of like, well, actually, it was an independent regulatory commission that handed down the ten point deduction, not us. Um, I didn't, I didn't <laughs> like, see okay, that. Nerd. I didn't see that, but I love, I love how they try to automatically pass the buck. You know, it's just oh, funny. I mean, it is oh, an independent a, a reg- regulatory commission. An however, regulatory that you appointed that you appointed <laughs> that has people who have run other fucking clubs in the Premier League. So it's like, fuck like, you, nerd. Like nobody cares. No, shut the fuck up. No, you're you're the corrupt ones because you're letting it stand. Um, we'll see what happens with the appeal and all that. But um, the uh, schedule for Everton, not easy coming up. Um, there's three, you know, quite winnable games in there, but mm-hmm. there are also two of them are on the road. Now, good news, 
Everton's been a lot better on the road this season than they have been at home. Yeah. Remember, only one win and one draw at home, uh, including losses to Wolves, Fulham, and Luton at home. Right. Right? Like, you can swallow a loss to Arsenal or, or United. You could swallow those losses, but those other three, pretty fucking tough to right. take. Right. I mean, we, we talk about it all the time where you're going to have a manager sit down at the beginning of the season earmark games. Like, I think we can get points here. Yeah. I think we can get points here. You would have never put that against Arsenal and Manchester United, oh, God, and no. especially in the position you found yourselves in at the end of last season and right. how the season began. Right. Um, you wouldn't have. This is an expected result that you had this past weekend. Yeah. It's something that you'd be able to weather. Now, uh, next up is uh, Forest at the city ground. They're very good there, but they also just lost there this past week. Then it's Chelsea and uh, Newcastle. Sorry. Chelsea and Newcastle both at uh, at home. You don't know how healthy Newcastle is. They looked pretty fucking healthy this week. Um, Chelsea are Chelsea young. They, that, yeah, Chelsea are young. They could be really great or really bad. It's hard to figure out which one they're yeah. going to be. Um, then after that, you have Burnley. Then it's, I believe, at Tottenham, home to City. And away to Wolves. Away to Wolves is tough, but we if we're going to be out of the discussion, we need to hand them the same defeat they handed us in mm -hmm. their building. We have to do that. Burnley at home should be winnable, but we love to drop points at home to newly relegated sides. We've been doing it now for 10 fucking years. We always love to do that to newly relegated sides. Promoted sides. Uh, promoted sides. I'm yeah. sorry. We're not relegated sides. Brains don't, in that zone right now. Don't talk about yourself in the third <laughs> yeah, person, okay? I, I, it's unbecoming. I'm, I'm, I'm trying to stop that. <laughs> Thank you for pointing it out. The the city match, you, you assume, is just going to be a loss. You know, yeah. it's just how much do you mitigate the damages? Do you make it a close, you know, oh, you lost 2 nothing and you played them really well. And like we've had before, oh, it took a couple of really good goals for them to beat us. You can walk away from that. Spurs, it all depends on how fucking healthy they are. Yeah. You know, if James Madison is back, we're losing. Yep. If he's not, eh, eh, we got a shot. You know, we, we like to be a thorn in Spurs' side, but but it doesn't help that Bournemouth and Luton both won this weekend. Correct. So the original thought was, win this weekend and you're out of the relegation zone. Even if we had won, we still would have been in the relegation zone. Mm -hmm. It's not just what we do, it's what they do. And if you have a real bad run all through December and you come to January and you're still sitting in the relegation zone and you're a lot of points out, that could be a lot of fucking problems right there. There'll be a lot of ground to make up. An awful lot of problems. And you also have to imagine that those couple of clubs, Luton especially, having managed their finances properly, <laughs> have money to spend in January if yeah. they so desire. Right. You all don't. Yeah, you can't we don't. strengthen. We don't. There is no real... <clears throat> You know, kind of chance where you get better unless you do it on the training ground. Right. Now, I would say, though, we already got the pieces we need. Like, the team, I think so. the, the team's fairly strong. It's just, how does that happen after a really bad run? Yep. Or, you know, but if you come out of that and you win three of them, you tie one or two, you're in great I shape. Think in, in those games, I think if you if you can get two, two to three wins and one draw. Yeah. You know, in that run of what was it, seven games where yeah, you have you come out you said all right. you have Burnley in there, you have Luton mm -hmm. in there, right? Uh, no, Burnley, Forest, 
Forest Chelsea. lost to Wonyi for a couple yeah. of months, so, so you got a chance there. Forest, Chelsea at home. Chelsea, maybe. Newcastle at home. It all depends on what Chelsea shows up. Well, Newcastle right. depends on how healthy they are, even yeah, though but, we like to shit the bet against Newcastle because Pickford gets all up in his feelings about being from Sunderland. And it, and it looks like their forward line is starting to be a bit healthier. Yeah. Isaac's back earlier than schedule, scored at the weekend, yep. of course. Like, so that, that I and you wouldn't expect to have won that anyway. And then you have Burnley at home. You would hope that's the that's key. That's a win. And then it's... At Spurs, again, how That's, healthy are away they? Is, you're away probably going to lose that one. Away is tough in that. City at home, you're probably losing uh-huh. that one. And then Wolves on the road. And the problem is, is that's right after you – that's the third game in, what, 10 days, essentially? Right. How fresh are you by the end? Exactly. You know? And mixed into all of that, also not for, to forget, a League Cup quarterfinal at home to Fulham. Mm-hmm. So there's that as well. Um, I, I, I could say the following, you know – Obviously, I make the jokes about the documents and all the fucking, you know, conspiracy theories and all that kind of stuff. You see a game like that and the way it all kind of went down. And just as a supporter, you start to feel like maybe they are out to get us. Like our guys get a couple of yellows quick. Their guys are out there fouling like crazy. They get no yellows, you know. A you know penalty they 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 look at VAR for them but they're not looking at VAR for us like I I saw Dominic Calvert Lewin just have somebody draped around him holding him but that doesn't get looked at and you're just like maybe they are against us maybe they do want us out of the fucking league like well, I mean everybody made fun of Arteta for his outburst but uh, yeah. if you look at most of the games this weekend the level of officiating in the Premier League is atrocious and you you just you start to wonder well just if they just they want an example. They want an example so they can go, the FA and the, and the Premier League can stand there and go, we manage our league while other teams get to run corrupt. And it's kind of a shame because the biggest factor, one of the most interesting stories that I heard, it was the um, uh, gentleman for Sky Sports who does uh, comes and talks on Premier League mornings had said the biggest difference between Everton and Manchester City, Everton admitted to it and Everton worked with them, but they ultimately admitted to it. All 115 charges that City have, they haven't admitted to. They vehemently have denied. Have you heard what the Sheik said? Uh Uh-uh. Sheik Mansour? Mm. He said uh, something along the lines of, I don't care if I did it or not, but I would rather you all, we're going to figure it out. I have more money than you, and I could pay for lawyers to drag this out is until you get tired of dealing with it and essentially uh, that's that's the tough part about it is that but the, like, then you have the mayor of manchester writing yeah. the premier league telling them that they their process sucks yeah and it's a flawed process did you see that mm-hmm. the mayor of manchester now you you which i'm sure he's now gonna be on someone's hit list you you see all of that <laughs> and you it's it's deterring you oh, know yeah. because you you wonder you know as you always like to say points on the board are more important than the games in hand and it's like we look at it and go Everton should be able to get themselves out of it but what if it starts to snowball what if everybody starts to not care and uh, I just can't help but keep thinking Premier League's corrupt man Premier League is corrupt we're gonna be on a shit list (laughs) exactly we turn our attention to the top with Arsenal on top for now. Well, Arsenal now on top. City and Liverpool play to a stalemate. And Tottenham... No, wait. 
Aston Villa now sit amongst the top four. Man City 1, Liverpool 1, Arsenal 1, Brentford 0, Aston Villa 2, Tottenham Hotspur 1. City Liverpool, unlike the last couple they've had, this was not a good match. This is a very traditional top six (laughs) game. Very cagey, very kind of feeling each other out. Nobody too scared to move for real. You know, it was like getting in a fight at the club. You're like, yeah. there's a lot of pushing and shoving, but nobody's willing to throw that punch. Well, and City had, it wasn't like City didn't have opportunities after they scored that first goal. They just never, they never really threatened. I mean, Allison yeah. had to make a couple of saves, but nothing spectacular uh, <laughs> until near the end. And a few called back. And, but the problem is, is you allow. But Allison almost also fucked up and yeah, oh gave yeah. a very oh yeah. close, could have given a penalty away mm-hmm. or just there'd been a no call. Mm hmm. Uh, had um, I think it was a coming together with uh, he had a couple somebody he had, he had a couple where he got away with coming together yeah. with someone and they called it in favor of the keeper which you know I'm I'm a keeper I'm not going to argue you know yeah, but, he's, but yeah. I think he could have dealt with the situation properly and not put it in the hands of the referee and put himself under yeah. duress and he did that twice right exactly um, one of them went in the back of the net one of them could have if it didn't get called because he was in no man's land in that situation too. Yeah. Because he dropped the ball as he was falling (laughs) into the net right on the line. But uh, City had the better of the opening (laughs) play, obviously. Um, But it took Trent Alexander-Arnold giving the ball away. Nathan Ake um, running through and giving a um, actually pretty decent pass to Erling Holland. And then Holland just doing what he does. I mean, the the touch and then the quickness of shot was just phenomenal as as usual. And he bagged his 13th goal of the season. But then... TAA making up for it later on in the game with yeah. a little quick touch and shot of his own. Yep. Uh, that was, uh, you know, pretty reminiscent of, of Holland's strike. Just not as as brute force Viking y yeah. as uh, as Holland's was. I you gotta figure if you're ask if you ask both coaches, Klopp's gotta be a lot happier with this because yep. it's like you go into their building, you you got the draw, you, you you went down, you figured out a way to get back in, you well, didn't uh, let yourself fall too. Like far I said, behind. this was a traditional top six battle, right? What was the old thing Mourinho said? Beat them at your place, draw them at theirs. Yeah, that's all you got to do. That's all you got to do. And then yep. you're top of the league, yep. you know? That's all you got to do. Except for they did the draw them there, and uh, we're top of the league. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, I'd, I'd like to kind of go on about the game, but there really isn't There's much There's not a lot of talking points say. there. Yeah, um, there really isn't. Moving on to Arsenal-Brentford. Again, I say, not a great match. No, I mean this was a bit more one-sided, and you could tell. I mean, if you if you look at the last game before the international break, and then you mm-hmm. look at this one, how important fucking Martin Odegaard is to Arsenal, and <laughs> in, in terms of their their possession, in terms of their ability to turn the screw and create chances, there's just no two ways about it. He makes us tick. Period. I don't care what's going on in the rest of the field. If he's not there, we struggle. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's, it's and that apparent. was that's very evident now. Um, and I hope people you know, don't start targeting him. Yeah. yeah um, get you him know, off. you heard him, get him but off the they, I, I think that front kind of four or five rotate enough that hard enough to keep track of that. I don't know if they can necessarily target him. No, you really can't. Um, your your so, guys all move around. There, there's a lot of fluidity to the yeah. top of your, of your attack. Um, but it was just a pretty professional performance from Arsenal minus the couple of shaky patches for Aaron Ramsdale. Mm-hmm. Um, which was good to see he got the clean sheet. That's not something I can say David Rye has done recently. Right. Uh, what I will say is I want Aaron Ramsdale to stay. I, I think the competition for places is a good thing. I think that the English media needs to step off Aaron Ramsdale's arse and let him be. 
Um, that's a young man who this past over the last year or so had uh, him and his partner had a miscarriage. Mm-hmm. Then they got pregnant again and had a baby. Uh, and then um, Arsenal by David Raya. And then it, the media goes nuts. It's so disrespectful to the goalkeeper. Da, 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 this, that, the other. Both of them are saying the correct things, but nobody seems to be listening. They'd rather right. listen to Aaron Ramsdale's father on some podcast who we didn't have permission to go on talking <laughs> about Arteta's not being, you know, honest with information or open with information with us and the family and da 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 and, you know, just treating my son like shit, just all this kind of stuff, which I don't uh, think is true. Cause, uh, sorry, Dad, he doesn't have to owe you, he well, owes right. you Aaron, nothing. Aaron Ramsdale is a grown-ass man. He, he, the only person, very he, young. only person he needs to communicate with is Aaron Ramsdale, and he doesn't have to tell Aaron Ramsdale everything. Aaron Ramsdale is paid to put on that jersey and to play when asked to play. Right. That is his job. And do his very best in training and try to yeah. get his place. And that's if, they, the, if Arsenal went and bought another striker, is everybody going to be up in arms for Gabriel Jesus? I don't yeah, think so. Yeah, exactly. Why is this position any different? Yeah. And and the, you know the, I mean? the curse of the commentator, uh, the two commentators, the whole time, all they're doing is talking about Ramsdale. And, but, of course, he makes a few mistakes. Uh, yeah. just like, but, again, Jesus. he came through the mistakes. And Declan Rice, at one point, you know, did it for him. Saved and him off the line. Cleared him yep. off the line. Um, but the other the other piece of that is you saw how the Arsenal players are together. At full time, they were the first person he ran to. Yeah. And, of course, it's against Brentford, which is why Raya couldn't play because it actually mm-hmm. I found this out, too. Um, it is a Premier League rule. It's not something yeah. they just t- throw in the I contract. I thought it was. I thought it was. Um, but you can't play against your parent club. So Aaron Ramsdale was always going to play. Mm-hmm. But the whole stadium just chanting, you're a shit David Raya. You know, after the year this 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 young man has had, mm-hmm. I mean, it's, you know, it's no wonder it's it's affecting him. I and you can see it in the performance. I mean, he was fucking steady Eddie last year. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and and you can see it in the performance. It's just it, it's unfair to him. And these are English fans. And this is the, the second choice England goalkeeper. Yeah. Well, when he get called up for England, is anybody on Pickford's ass? Right. Precisely. You shouldn't be playing. He's got normal size arms. <laughs> Maybe we should play him. He's uh, a little younger than you. Southgate always just says it's his distribution. That's yeah, I mean, the, but Aaron the, Ramsdale's good at distribution too. Yep. That's why we bought him. Yep. So it's it's I don't know, man. It, it's it, I think it's a lot of media shit. But um, anyway, I kind of also liked uh, Trossard in that number eight role. Mm-hmm. I thought he played well there, and it added another element of fluidity because he sometimes joined the attack instead of Odegaard. Right. It was that was interesting and, and gave us something a little different as well. But all in all, it was just a professional performance. We did what we had to do, and mm-hmm. Kai Havertz got the goal, which he needed yeah. as, as well as we did. And you know, if we're going to sustain a title challenge, going to take the full squad. So I'm glad he was there, and I'm glad he got the job done. Yeah, you need somebody like Havertz to get you eight goals this season. Yep. And let all eight of those goals be real important ones. And you know? that assist from Saka mm-hmm. becomes his, I think that was his 50th assist, and I believe he's now the fastest player ever to 50 Premier League goals, 50 uh, goal involvements, mm-hmm. 50 ass- dribbles maybe. It was it was fifty fifty fifty. It was three different categories. Mm-hmm. So I think it was assists slash goals like involvements. So right. a direct assist or or a goal itself. <clears throat> um, fifty dribbles, successful dribbles, uh-huh. and fifty something else. He's the only player in the league that's done that this season. Very good, very yeah. good. Um, now or fastest player to have done that or whatever something like that. Now all know. eyes turn. Now I don't remember the fucking thing. I lost confidence in myself. <laughs> all eyes turn to you. You're now the team at the top. Everybody's chasing you because that's. I mean. Honestly, that's how it works in the, for the premise. Now everybody needs you to make a mistake. 
do you think you make it through December without a slip? Because, like, you haven't played Liverpool yet. I mean, there there's a tough game there. Yeah, it, I mean, it is a tough game, of course. It, it That's the thing about this league, man, is is there's always – there's a tough game. At every, I mean, Wolves is a tough game. If Cunha's decided he wants to run, mm-hmm. you know, this coming weekend, that could be difficult. Mm-hmm. Had a good goal today. Yeah, he did. But we're – so, I mean, our run in December looks Wolves, Luton, Villa away. Villa away is not is an tough. easy task. No. Uh, then Still haven't lost at home in the Premier League. They lost at home in the League Cup to Everton, but they haven't lost at home in the Premier League. Sorry, Sammy. Still don't get three points for that. <laughs> I know. Uh, <laughs> God damn, if we could. <laughs> um, then we got Brighton at home, and then uh, two days before Christmas, we've got Liverpool away. So that's going to be our big test. So I think we'll come through December okay. Um, the, obviously, Villa away is going to be difficult facing mm-hmm. Unai Emery. Villa's in top, top form right now. Yep. Um, Luton and Wolves, those should both be wins. We should have six points on the board uh, over the next two games with, with no real issue, I think. Especially um, Wolves midfield uh, is um, a bit decimated now that uh, Lamina's got his fifth card and will be suspended mm-hmm. for this game. Yeah. So a whole new central midfield for Wolves. Um, also, by the way, if you want to check me out on the whole lot of Wolves podcast, our boy Paul... Uh, LePage, uh, I was on previewing Arsenal for them um, uh, for their pod. So uh, that was pretty cool. So thanks for having me on there, boys. Um, but yeah, so, I, you know, Villa, if we get through it with a draw, I wouldn't be disappointed because we're away. You know what I mean? Right. But that's also Bright- City could win. And next thing you know, you're not, you know. Right. Brighton at home, we need to win that game. Brighton's been a bogey team in the I last know, couple of seasons. But we need to win that game. Uh, Liverpool away again. If we come up with a draw, then you turn around with West Ham, Fulham, Palace. We should be winning those, and then Forest all the way through January. Yeah. So if we can come through with with three wins and two draws in December, I think we'll be sitting pretty, and we'll still be have uh, we'll have a sustained title push. You might be sitting in second at that point. That's fine. But but, but then we'll also have it becomes you have got, to beat City. We have to play City again. Exactly right. right. So fuck them. Yeah. Let's go do it. It's still in our hands at that point. Is the point now? Villa and Tottenham, this was an actually very fucking entertaining match, despite the fact that VAR did everything in its power to slow it to a dead crawl. <laughs> what a start to the game. celebrate anything anymore. A hat trick of disallowed goals for Son. The children wept, Sam. The children well, wept. Well, I, I have Three a question. Mm-hmm. I have a question for every Spurs fan out there. And I'm, I'm this is merely an observation. <laughs> I'm not, you know shitting on your yes, you are. demigod and Harry Kane. But how, with a schnoz like that that he had on his face, was he not called off sides more often and Song can't keep his cute little nose on side? <laughs> <laughs> How's that happening? Yeah, yeah. It was, well, four goals total because you had, um, right after uh, Tottenham went up one nothing, Villa answered and that got called off sides by... Yeah. Basically a toe. Uh, literally. <laughs> like it, it depended on which side you look at from this viewpoint. I'm like, all right, Ollie's off. You flip it around. Oh, no, Ollie's definitely on. Yeah. And it's like both managers are like, and I don't know if it's just like Ange's energy. Mm-hmm. But it's like the Aussie. I don't know if it's just like the Aussie sphere. You know what I mean? Like if you're close enough to an Aussie, you're more likely to do something stupid. Why are both teams playing such a high line? And we say this every week. Yeah. It's like the central defenders are two yards beyond midfield, mm-hmm. and both forward lines have fast players. Yeah. It's yeah. like, what are you doing? 
Have you never watched a game of football in your life? Well, no, you stick somebody five yards back there to play defense. You brought that up at halftime when we did our little uh, TikTok halftime check in for you, you know, about how just fast fucking Tottenham were playing the match. They were controlling it. And if it wasn't for, you know, World Cup, you know, World Cup baton stopper, Emmy Martinez. Mm -hmm. Did you see that video? No. Oh, we'll talk about Argentina. There was a uh, a fight broke out before the match against Brazil. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And I did actually. The cops I did see were this. taking uh, liberties, yep. beating the Argentinian fans, and um, yeah, I mean, yeah, did not take too kindly to that, and definitely swatted away a baton. Swatting away everything. Did he use his, his golden glove cock to do it? That no, would have been but he brilliant. used his golden glove glove hand, like risked his whole career to do that. That's how that awesome he could have broke awesome his fucking hand when he threw up his hand See, like that. This is what I'm saying. You still, you like, where's Garnacho coming from? Yeah, you that th- world. That's what I'm saying. That you fucking world. this cauldron yeah. atmosphere. Yeah. It just makes total sense. Yeah. Um, but yeah, he was my god. He was on the ball, stopping and defense was just. Uh, Tottenham should have scored so many times, but Villa just that shut first them goal, down. that first chance, Pal Torres. Oof. What that's a that was an easier header yeah. than the one he put away. Pal, pal, pal. Yeah, Pal Torres, that guy. Yeah, that was that was awesome. Yeah, we but were. It was it was fantastic. The first header was an easier one than the one that he Man. that he actually scored. He was it was you know a better strike. It was all of those things, and and he just put it a couple yards wide. Uh, here you go, Graham. Is it time to start taking Aston Villa seriously? Are they this year's Newcastle? Could they sneak their way into the top four? Absolutely, they could. We thought they we thought they were going to be in a lot of trouble when Tyron Mings went down, mm-hmm. but Ezri Konza has stepped up uh-huh. immensely. Mm-hmm. Um, um, so. Diego Carlos coming back healthy is coming back healthy has been huge. And well. every every week, like we get just more swagger and more confidence, and we figure out more teams. And it's funny because you think about how Emery would typically coach these very kind of stout, resolute defensive sides. There's a lot of speed, a lot of pace, uh-huh. a lot of movement and passing to that Villa side. Like, it's fucking impressive what they're doing. And I, I wonder now, because the rumors, and Mel, you heard me say this when um, when I did the whole lot of Wolf show earlier, mm-hmm. is that the January rumor is that, that Douglas, been a rumor for a while. Douglas Louise is the top of our wish list. He was this summer, too. <laughs> right. But I wonder if Yuri Tillman's now starting games and playing well after a bit of a shaky start to his career at Villa. I wonder if they're a little bit more comfortable now to let Douglas Louise go. Because you can let... And he broke up with Ashley. Yeah. Well, they've been broken up for a while now. And her name Ashley, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Lehman? Yeah. Yeah. No, Alyssa. No, it's Ashley. It's Ashley Ashley Lehman. Ashley Lehman. She's uh, Swiss and the second best ass in the Aston Villa Football Club because we all know... (laughs) Fucking John McGinn. Did you see him swing his left leg at that thing too? That cross? God, that was funny. (laughs) What? What? I'm not... And as he's doing that, his backside is going right into the goalie. And at one point, he just starts wiggling it. I think the Spurs keeper was... Is that what they call it? Where I'm from, they call that twerking. (laughs) (laughs) I think think the keeper for Spurs was... um, was because they can't say twerk. Was being asked very serious questions to himself that he did not want to answer when you had that ass backing up on you. I mean, you know what? Stick around for injury time with at patreon.com forward, fla- uh, forward slash do you football show because I'm pretty sure we might have a juvenile sighting uh, to close out. Uh, to close shit. out injury time. <laughs> Back that ass up. Very good. <laughs> Fucking love it. Yeah, I, I got to say, I think... I love your Wii to when you back that ass up. <laughs> I, I legitimately think we have to take 
we have to take Villa seriously. I think Villa is right in the hunt for a top four spot. Yeah, I, I, I do too. What what I like I said, what Especially I would be nervous about is form. if they do get picked off in January for whatever reason, mm-hmm. like if Douglas Weese does have his head turned, can Yuri <laughs> Tillemans fill that spot? I thought he did very well with Leicester. I thought he's a relatively proven Premier League midfielder. International, same as Douglas Weese. Like I, I, I think he, he can do it. So I think you're going to have to take Villa seriously regardless. Hmm. Ollie Watkins, um, and we'll talk about Raheem Sterling in a bit. Uh, I think they're going to be battling out really for that number two striking role uh, uh, for at, for next summer at the Euros, and both mm-hmm. of them are scoring relatively consistently. So, yeah. I mean, as long as Villa stay healthy, you have to you have to take them seriously at this point. Rounding out the rest of the league, and oh, so that happened: West Ham two, Burnley one, Luton two, Palace one, Brighton three, Forest two, Newcastle four, Chelsea one. Bournemouth three, Sheffield one, Fulham three, Wolverhampton two. Um, Iron steal it at the death, and uh, Burnley just they can't fucking help themselves, man. No, nah, they really can't. It, it wasn't a very good game either, despite there being eight shots on target, <clears throat> possession being dead even. I thought it was played at a very slow place, a pace, and even the the winning goal from Suchek looked like it happened in slow motion. Yeah, it really did. You know what's funny in that in this is. I feel like the first non-penalty in the first half was more of a penalty, penalty than the penalty. Than the one that yeah. almost felt like it was. A I thought the same call. thing. <laughs> yeah, I thought the same thing. But it also ultimately didn't matter because just West Ham's not even a possession-based team. They just figured out a way to grind them down. And Burnley the only edge possession like fifty-one point six percent to forty-eight point four, and they just figured like out a it way. Wasn't, it, grind it out, find you know, and it's. The, Throw on the extra defender. Figure it out. They just didn't do it. It's the, here's here's where I would say you know when you feel more comfort in Everton versus Burnley when you're talking about teams at the bottom, right? Everton goes to West Ham, goes up one nothing, figures out a way how to be resolute and walk out one nothing, especially against a team that does not like to attack like West Ham. Burnley has them up one nothing at home. And lets them back in the fucking game and lets them win. Like, that's, that's, when we talk about who stays up and who goes down, that's the fucking difference right there. Yeah. It's not how you do against each other. It's games like that. Absolutely. It's fucking games like that. Who sees it out? Who doesn't see it out? But I, I also did like, you remember um, watching The Matrix for the first time mm-hmm. and the, the bits that were slowed down? Yep. And then as he would, as Neo would dodge the bullet, then it would speed back up and it'd be regular speed again. Right. That's how it looked when the ball was coming into Suchek's <laughs> foot. And then his like fast forward got hit right as his ball struck the ball, right, right. right as his foot struck the ball. Yep. And then I went flying in the back of the net like fucking Joe Linton hit it. Yep. <laughs> yeah. It's, um, uh, Burnley's got a big one this next coming week with, uh, with Sheffield because Sheffield's just fucking hapless and we'll get on to them. But, Burnley, you got to start fucking figuring shit out soon. And company, you got to have a plan B, man. There's got to be something else. You got to yeah. learn how to adapt, and he's just not doing it right yeah. now. Um, is Kenilworth becoming a advantage for Luton? It, well, I mean, it's this just is a, their only their first win there, so right, I don't right, know but that. But then it, you couple that with the draw, the draw against, with Liverpool, yeah, yeah, like, and they led for um, yeah, a long time in that game. Yeah, you just start to feel like. Maybe the ground is starting to feel a little smaller. Maybe it's yeah. starting to feel a little more intense. A little bit that more overbearing. Feels yeah. a little louder. And like, the, the crowd are very close to you. Yeah, like it just 
and, and it feels like it might be starting to work. I got, how fucking disappointing from fucking Palace, though, man. You I mean, get it, your pieces back, and it just yeah, really, and really, really. But the goals, I mean, the the goals from Luton were pretty fortunate as well. I mean, the ball deflecting to Mengi for the opener. Yeah, the ball should have never been in that position. Yeah. You know, had had the Palace if, defender made proper contact on it, fair. But now, to to his credit, he reacted to it well, and although it looked very helter skelter, because I think he's a defensive midfielder, Mengi. Um, <laughs> It looked a little bit crazier than it than it was. It was actually quite a composed finish. Yeah. He just didn't do it ever so gracefully. Uh, now, this is a nice win for Luton, and you talk about, hey, look, you just need to worry about staying ahead of the teams that are behind you. But that's when the teams behind you were Bournemouth, Burnley, and Sheffield. And you look at a team like Everton, and Everton's better than you are. You beat them in their building, but Everton's a better overall side uh. that you are. So now... You can't make any mistakes. And it also doesn't help that Bournemouth now got two on the bump. That's right. You know, that that point distance is bigger now. And, and Bournemouth has a little room to fuck up again, right? Yeah. Which is, so you start to look at all of that and you, you wonder how it's all going to shape out. And obviously the point deduction to Everton throws a huge monkey wrench and gives a lot of opportunity to what we thought were clearly the four worst teams in the league. Well, here, and honestly, my opinion still doesn't change. They're still the four worst teams in the league. They are. Now, here's another flip side thing. Like, we talked about adverse effects and, and unintended consequences to, to actions, right? I I am going to find it interesting when the appeal process happens, if they decide to reverse their decision or lessen their decision. Mm-hmm. How do these three teams, or, or at least these two teams that won this weekend in Bournemouth and Luton, how will they react going, well, if we knew they were getting five points back, we would have done things differently here. Hey, you I can't. Think, you got to play the games. But what I'm saying is this process, <clears throat> and this is where I think the mayor of Manchester is, is, is spot on and the process is fucked. This needs to happen quickly. It needs to happen decisively. And it need, even the appeals process. Yeah. And there should be an appeals process. By January Absolutely. 1, we need an answer. Now, it, also, Everton has you ha to you can't leave all these that. people in limbo. They have to appeal that by the end of this week. So the appeal right. gets put in formal writing by the end of the week. And obviously, they're talking to their attorneys. They want to make sure it's you know written perfectly because that's how you're going to plea your case. Well, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Because unfortunately, you pled guilty and you got found guilty. Like, so, Correct. you know, you're kind of throwing yourself at the mercy of the court, but the court already decided you deserve 10 points. Like, but uh, I mean, <clears throat> arbitrarily decided they deserve 10 points because oh, it's yeah. a ridiculous also, number. Also have arbitrarily said that uh, it's a case by case basis. So if, yeah, at the end fact, of the, yeah. So if in fact weird. city gets caught, they could just go, no, we decided that uh, a financial situation would be more indicative to them. You so know? the other thing I, I believe is I don't think points deductions should be a thing. I personally. tend to agree. It should be, it's a financial if situation. It's a financial be a situation. Fine. It should be a fine. It should be a transfer ban because yep. it's over involving the finances of transfers and all yeah. that kind of stuff. Fine, do those things. Great. But the actual results on the field have to do with the players' performance. Why are we punishing the players? They have no say in any of this. Yeah, true. They, they had no say in those decisions. They didn't ask to get bought necessarily, you know, or whatever. Right. So... I think that's wrong to begin with. And like I said, if we're playing under this set of circumstances right now with Luton and Bournemouth, and then they go on a three-game losing streak, and this new commission decides, you know, after the appeal. It's six, not ten. It's six, not ten. And, and all of a sudden, they're in the relegation zone. Yeah. Right. 
It's like, oh, fuck, hey, wait a second. We've been here working hard because of because of this. Everton can make the same argument that I'm just we were saying, working it, hard and we're at all 14th I'm, place. All I'm saying is yeah. is that it's it's they're creating more problems for themselves yeah. is my point. This is starting to turn into a VA argument where we'll just it'll dominate everything. So let's move on to uh, Brighton and Forest. Forest see their first loss at the city ground in a while. And uh, honestly, I got to say, Brighton were fucking fortunate, to be quite honest with you. They were. Especially Lewis Dunk, did you hear what happened? And I, I want to know what you think here. Mm-hmm. Um, did you hear what he said? No, I or did not see hear what, what he, he said. said. Why he got his red card? No, I did not. So he turned around. I guess was obviously protesting the foul that was called against him, and he uh-huh. says uh, something along the lines of "fuck you, you bold prick," or "you fucking bold prick." It was mm-hmm. some amalgamation of those words in a sentence to the to the official, That's which funny. he then turned around. And you saw his big surprised face, and then the second yellow come out yeah. uh, for dissent. Um, I thought that, and as a bald man, how do you feel? I'm okay with it. You know, <laughs> here's the funny part is because everybody on the commentary was like, well, last defender, that's why he saw the yellow. No. And now it's no, that's why I saw the bald, yellow. Yeah. It's called, cause but it's called the him, second yellow oh, is okay. the bald prick. It was the bald prick. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking bald prick. I love it. Fucking uh, which love is it. absolutely Too funny. brilliant. Um, you know, for Brighton, though, an escape is an escape. They've, they drew the last three. Yeah. This, uh, this is they not needed to win. Easy, it was City helpful. Ground's not an easy place to win. That's obviously nice helpful. If only was out, um, yep. that that's huge. And now um, that he's going to be out for a significant amount of time correct. too, because he got injured again after just getting back to the field. Correct. Yeah, that's 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 going to be really tough for them. Now, I mean, Wood filled in nicely while he was away, but can is Wood a long term? <laughs> yeah, I know. Dick jokes. Is Chris Wood a long time a long term fill in? I would say no. He does score goals in the Premier League. They tend I, to be meaningless. Yeah, like <laughs> it's some weird stat. Like I think for five seasons in a row, he scored ten or more goals, and it's like the most meaningless ten goal scorer yeah, in all of football. Actually, didn't gain any points from him or something. You're right, precisely. The, uh, you know what else is funny? Deserby did the old run on the field to the away fans. I th- obviously, he felt aggrieved by the decision to send dunk off and you know how the game was going you know he, right. he obviously was pissed off um didn't shake uh, uh steve cooper's hand oh really uh, well he just went running at the final whistle towards mm-hmm. the away fans um almost pulled a clop and uh a hamstring <laughs> Too he, funny. he jumped to fist bump and if you watch him he's when he lands he slips one of his feet goes. That could have been a groin. Could have been a groin. Very close. And you could see his face like, oh, shit. That's yeah, uh, not good. <laughs> Brighton next up to have uh, have Chelsea and missing dunk is going to be a big, a big, miss, for them, big yeah. miss for that. Absolutely. Um, What a win for the Magpies, man. Now, I mean, it, it certainly helps that Chelsea just boneheaded move after boneheaded move and just their their youth we'll say it nicely their youth showed in this match oh yeah you know their youth definitely showed in this match and it was just god good good for newcastle to get that kind of a win um i also think a lot of that win wasn't just the work they did but the fact that chelsea kind of fucking handed it to them yeah said, here just go ahead and beat the shit out of us yeah chelsea made some mistakes um, obviously, and and Reese James and getting the red card for was it sarcastically clapping the referee is yeah. just stupid. Yeah, is just stupid. Just don't give him um, a decision to make. But man. that being said, it was already three one. Yeah, 
It was yeah. already 3-1. They had two goals in very quick succession. Mm-hmm. Oh, um, the minute they scored number two, number three was right after that. I, I want to know when Joe Linton's going to come down from this most recent international bender he had. I don't know if you saw that second game he played for Brazil. No, I did not. In about, I think it, he was substituted in, but in about 15 minutes, he came in, was handed a yellow, mm-hmm. had two shots, I think, two maybe two on target, actually. Was literally just going a thousand miles an hour, and in the fifteenth minute of his total of fifteen on the field, got a second yellow card, got sent <laughs> off, and it was just like fucking more lines on the plane on the way back to the UK, baby. Because you saw him when he came in here, he was just like, Wah! just fucking like methed out of his mind, just doing, go, doing go, his go. best Ric Flair, styling and profiling. <laughs> Woo, Chelsea. <laughs> You want to ride Space Mountain? <laughs> Woo! And I don't know why. So he's also, I found this out today. Uh, uh, this isn't an official stat, by the way. This is just an observation by a pundit. Um, the absolute best player in the Premier League at missing point blank headers, <laughs> which he did in this game once or twice. Um, but then also, he was inside the six when he shot for his goal. And literally hit it as hard as he possibly fucking could. Oh, yeah. And then ran to the side like he was about to Hulk smash the whole corner <laughs> of the fucking stadium. I was like, I want to do those drugs. Jesus. Why can I not find those drugs around here? <laughs> My job would be so much easier if I could do those drugs. Your dr- your job would be done in 30 minutes. You would drive from, <laughs> ah, from ah, Arundel ah, County to things. Northern Carroll ah. County in <laughs> 20 minutes. <laughs> yeah. Incoming! <laughs> <laughs> oh it's man! Like a fucking kamikaze pilot, this guy. It was absolutely insane. Um, brilliant to see, though. Love it. I love the energy. It's fantastic. Uh, as we mentioned before, uh, cherries get two in a row. I need to ask this question yet again. Why is Heckenbottom still employed? Don't know. I'm I'm baffled. I'm baffled. He should be fired. I mean, <laughs> excuse me. It only took 11 minutes for a pretty bad team to score against a terrible team. Yeah. Yeah. At home. Yeah, and then the second I mean, they were at home. Like just, just it's just it, pitiful. It's, Sheffield's final goal was in garbage time. Right, and it was just like, that's that's the best you can offer. I mean, the fans are booing them off the field. The fans are frustrated, and I get it. Like, and it just doesn't seem like the club cares, the team cares, the coach cares. Nobody fucking cares. Just, They're just like, just yeah, look we're at the, going back down. It just look at the second and third goal. Tell me, Sheffield United deserve to stay in the league. Don't. It's fucking pitiful. It's schoolboy stuff. It really is. It's yeah, schoolboy stuff. It's really, really fucking bad. It it, it truly is bad. And uh, now Cliver did well to get his goal, but mm-hmm. seven tenths of it was done for him because the goalkeeper fucked up mm-hmm. as, as absolutely poorly as he did. Yeah, he just. So for the Cherries, this is two in a row. But let's also look at what it was. It's you're playing a very poor Shetfield team, and you beat a completely depleted. Uh, Newcastle team, yeah, and you had them in your building, yeah, which you should win that, right? One. I mean, the, anything gets you confidence. Points on the board get you confidence. Yeah. However, yeah, there's a lot of reasons that they should look at that and still be weary of themselves. Yeah, definitely. And, but and, and then, but like I said, with with Sheffield United as well, you've got Ali McBurney was only the second shot on target, and it was the 97th minute. It was mm-hmm. essentially the last kick of a fucking game. Yeah, yeah, you know exactly. what I mean. So even if you take that Clivert goal out because of because of Heckenbottom's fuck up, right? Even if you you take that away, um, you're still two nil at home, one nil down after eleven minutes. Uh, 
and you're not even threatening. You're not even trying. It doesn't look like. Um, it's just it's scary times for the blades, man. Yeah. I if I if I had season tickets, I might not go. And you know what I mean? This would be this would be the time where I just didn't show up to the stadium. Like fuck you guys. And for the cherries, I, I think better things be, to do on a Saturday. The cherries, there'll be a big dose of reality because <laughs> next up is Villa going into their building. Yep. Villa will make them pay. Yep. Villa will absolutely big make them pay. I think so. Um, we both called it when we did the uh, preview show last week for injury time. We said to the neutral, Fulham and Wolves is going to be very entertaining. Yep. Who would have thought there was going to be three to fucking two with two teams that have a, that struggle at scoring? And a hat trick of penalties. A hat trick of penalties certainly helps it. Two of which were a bit soft. Yeah, it was. Uh, yeah, they they're soft, but the penalties, like again, like we said with the Ashley Young one, that is what the Premier League is now. And if you've got that still frame shot of a foot touching the guy. It's getting fucking called. You should have heard. So I had to listen to this in the car, obviously. Mondays, I'm still mm. working. So I was on XM listening to the game. And they just pick up the talk sport feed from England um, mm-hmm. is how they, they, they broadcast their game. So I'm getting the English commentary. And the two announcers were like, worse than Arteta's press conference about the refereeing. The oh, refereeing yeah. in this game has been appalling. And then he goes, you know, uh, was it um, – Tom Kearney that that went down for mm-hmm. the final penalty for the last penalty in stoppage time for William to put away. Um, I said that he goes looking for the contact. If he gives this, this is an embarrassment. Like all this kind of stuff. Very strong language from the the commentators. The minute you look at the screen, and that's then get well, cold. there's the thing. And he goes, the VAR is still looking at this. He goes, I think he might give this. And then he goes, they're telling him to go to the screen. And then he goes, uh, the the color guy was like, oh, color commentator, uh-huh. by the way. Yes, thank the, you. The, uh, thank you for <laughs> just making know, sure. Making sure we sort that sure out Making sure everything's there. above board. Don't need any Colorado incidents around here, okay? <laughs> uh, <laughs> and, um, and he was like, ah, you know what they say, man. The game's gone. <laughs> game's gone. The game's lost to Ted. It's yeah. finished. This is, this is a travesty. He was like, I might as well not even <laughs> finish co- commentating on this game. You know, it was it's it's it is embarrassing. It's pitiful, man. Now, um, something worth mentioning, a little incident that's worth mentioning is uh, uh, Vinicius comes on um, as a sub for Raul Jimenez. Within a few minutes of being on, he gets knocked over by Max Kilman. Yeah, gets up, puts his head right up against Kilman, bumps him in his nose. Kilman grabs his nose. Mm-hmm. What Kilman didn't do, which is what you normally see happen, is fall on the ground and roll around on the ground like you're dead. VAR didn't even give it a look. He got a yellow card and they went on with it. Yep. That is no different than when they barely put their heads together. One guy barely nudges and the other guy falls on the ground and feigns death. It's like there's already enough of a problem with people talking about how soccer players flop and roll around. And it's like here was exactly the foul that normally happens Mm -hmm. that you call all the time but because the big fucker didn't hit the deck it's not a penalty and it's almost like hindsight if he falls on the ground they're down to 10 men that penalty probably never happens you probably walk out of there with a fucking point yeah could be like it just that kind of baffled me it just really rubbed me the wrong way because I already don't like the whole head-to-head thing. I think it's, you know, I think it's kind of, you know, soft and babyish to fall on the ground with that, but he definitely took his head and he made contact with the other player's head forcefully, directly. 
and to not even look at it like yeah. to not even look at it was fucking ridiculous I, it's like if VAR is going to fucking freeze frame everything why not that why not that why is that not looked at yeah I, I mean I couldn't I don't have an answer for you it should be hard hitting analysis Mr. Graham I, I, there, <laughs> there's no yeah I mean, I'll tell you why I'll tell you why right now that's why corrupt sure money a lot less sure these last couple of weeks. Oh, yeah. Tell you that, <laughs> I am getting nervous. Mm-hmm. I am now only up one hundred fifty-three dollars. Yeah, so yeah. I'm sliding closer and closer and closer back down to even Steven. What do you got for the uh, couple losers there, Stud? Newcastle fucked me again. Newcastle fucked you again. <laughs> Thank you. The mags are dropping pies on my betting. <laughs> yeah, well, I I believed you called it a uh, quaint bet. A quaint bet. Is what I, I believe think you I called said it. That. Yeah, something yeah. like that. Yeah, I so know, I was a little drunk. Um, I uh, I I didn't retype the beginning of my part here for Kitty Chicken, so you don't see. But I just want to say, um, my quaint bet fucking hint, and I'm now up four hundred and sixty one dollars, which puts me in the lead. Big Sam's lock of the week. Did you know thirty three point three percent of the time it works a hundred percent of the time. I'm going to go real simple. Despite the loss of Dunk, I'm taking Brighton to beat Chelsea at the bridge plus 360. Odds are too fucking good not to. Yeah. Because they're still a very good team. And I know they don't play well at the bridge. They typically lose at the bridge. That's why the odds are 360. But Chelsea is also Chelsea. Yeah. And they love to fuck shit off. They have. They just have a lot. So. I don't have anything to add to the cup of losers, Sam, because my bet hit. Like, most of my bets hit. Like, I actually hit on bets. You just swing for home runs. Please don't speak over the sound cues, please. Didn't expect her to fucking hit it. Mel, good job being so quick on the keys there. My apologies for getting in the way of it. And now, it's time for our degenerate gambling friend, Pat's (laughs) Pick It a Week. If you're wondering why that's funny, patreon.com forward slash Steve football show. <laughs> <laughs> you got to listen to sound check. <laughs> All right. So our uh, degenerate gambling friend, Pat, uh, had this to say because it's very late and he has to work very early. Uh, and I quote, okay, well, because of some sage advice, I'm now down $500. <laughs> Not good gambling. I'm sure it was the whiskey's fault, but now that I'm of sound mind, also debatable, I'm ready to run. Uh, I'm ready to turn the RMS Titanic uh, before hitting the iceberg. All right, good. Uh, so, yeah, it, when it HMS and it Her Majesty's ship, and it doesn't, it doesn't matter. matter. All right. Uh, so this week I'm going to do a three-game parlay. So maybe I've decided to just steer straight into the berg. Oh well, we'll see. I'll take Newcastle over Man U, Arsenal over Wolves, and City over Spurs. That pays off on a hundred-dollar bet at three hundred twenty dollars. Please remember to not drink and gamble. I'll talk to you next week when we've got a full week of picking games. Terrible with money. Yeah. I uh, that especially that Spurs City. Spurs yeah. has been giving City a tough time lately. Uh huh. Now I know they're very injured, but Spurs has been giving City a tough time. That that could be interesting. Yeah, agreed. It could very still be a very agreed. interesting game. All right, you ready for mine? Yep. Because this one is guaranteed to hit. I think. Uh, so I've got to be careful. I got the danger of being down soon, as I said before. But I've got Arsenal over Wolves, Brentford over Luton. Here's another fun fact about Brentford. They've only lost three out of their last 23 games at home. Two of those were to the Arsenal. So I don't care what kind of form Luton are in. 
I think Brentford's dominating at the uh, at the commu- Brentford Grammy Community Stadium. Folding. You know who? You know who? Uh, who else they lost that other one to? Who? Everton. All right. Uh, so Arsenal over Wolves, Brentford over Luton, Burnley or draw with Sheffield mm-hmm. because I have a feeling they may fuck it off in the 97th minute again. Uh, Newcastle over Manchester United, I think. Nine-way parlay. And then Villa over Bournemouth pays me out on a $100 bet at plus 770. All right. And I think that is a sexy time bet. That Okay. Well, if I hit mine, I think I'd still be ahead of you. Mm-hmm. We'll see. Okay. That's right. We have a chicken. <laughs> like, what are you doing? Eh, just letting you keep you on your toes there with the sound cues, Miss. Uh, cuts one off. Well, Kitty took the week off and sits at seven and four. So this week, I gave her Brentford hosting Luton. Now, Kitty quickly showed me a Polaroid of her enjoying a seaside brunch with Phil Collins, Cameron Diaz, and our very own Jane Ferrari. Now, I know we're all confused by the group, but one thing they all have in common is their love of the bees. So it looks like Kitty is taking Brentford to win this weekend. And do remember to always gamble legally and responsibly. Very good. Very good. Well, that is going to wrap it up, boys and girls. Mr. Graham, any parting words? Um, I don't think so. I think uh, we pretty much covered... Our uh, thoughts of the Premier League. thoughts of the Premier League of the Independent Relator, uh, Regulatory Commission. Yeah, remember, it's not the Premier League's <laughs> fault, right? Um, yeah. They just want to upkeep the integrity of the league. I think, yeah, I, I think that pretty much covers everything that we need to cover. I mean, there's some other people that probably should be thrown under the bus, but I think we'll leave them for another time. <laughs> Very good. I think this is more important because it's the, uh, it's the game as a whole. Yep. Agreed. Uh, Agreed. All right, that's going to wrap it up, boys and girls. Next up is injury time, where we're going to check in on our adopted club, see how we're doing in uh, fantasy football. And, of course, we're going to preview the weekend's action and talk about the beers we've been drinking. Graham, should somebody want to find injury time, how they go about doing it? One last time for it. It's patreon.com forward slash the football show. Just sign up to that one $5 tier. You get all of our extra content. As Sam said, that is sound check. That is injury time. So us catching up personally from the weekends uh, and then previewing the whole week's action. Um, So good stuff. Love it. A lot of good stuff. Sometimes you even get videos of us in kilts. And, of course, for your holiday shopping needs, should you want to get a lovely shirt with uh, caricatures of myself and Graham uh, talking on mics, the uh, one that gets so famously used for Graham in uh, (laughs) underwear model promotions. Yeah, that was pretty good. Uh, Go to the DU Drip Shack and buy all of your fun DU goods for everybody on your holiday shopping list this year. Yeah, and that's DUDripShack.com. Very easy. And if you go to the link in any of our social media uh, bios, um, Mm -hmm. that link tree there has links to everything you need. Other podcast platforms that we're on, it's got the Drip Shack, it's got the Patreon, it's got everything you need there, so uh, just make sure you're checking that out. It's at DU Football Show on all your social medias. All right. Till next week, everybody. Good night. Wait, VAR, it's not good night yet. Oh, wait, yes, it is. <laughs> Fuck you, eight hour deduction. Born in the land of Bowie, Maryland. Bred to be a fan of fucking Everton. Fuck you in the eye and drink your rye. Sam Houston. Arsenal fans have another Sam. Right, AA, the fucking Gooner Graham. Stuff of a lord. Let's
train in short. Sam Grammy. Sam Graham. Hit the fucking new button!